This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. And good morning, golfers. Beautiful day out here today. It's summer, it's 85 <laughs> degrees, and we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. Uh, sorry, folks. A little more February left for us here. Uh, no matter where you're listening, I hope uh, it's getting closer to golf season rather than further away, which is always a good sign. Bob Weeks with you here alongside producer Adam Scully in the studio. Good to be back. Mark Zucchino is uh, on assignment, and normally he might join us a little bit later in the show, but because of all the delays, he's doing a Sirius XM broadcast of the uh, Genesis yes. Open. And they're going to start a little earlier than normal, so he won't be around. So it's a Sakino-free show today. I thought he was. I thought he was doing push-ups in his hotel room. I thought that's why. <laughs> He's probably listening. <laughs> he probably yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised no. if he was listening. How are you this morning? I'm great. It's good to be back here. I feel like it might have snowed a little bit uh, last night, maybe a little bit, but um, hopefully not too much longer a winter. And uh, there's a lot of ice out there. I went yeah. out to uh, yeah. to wipe the car off uh, this morning, yeah. and there was a sheet of ice, and I went down. Down you? goes Fraser. Yeah, I did actually. Not very hard though, but uh, but I went down. So there's still some ice out there. So be careful, folks, uh, when you're walking around. So, so you, you didn't quite pull a Mama Scully, but you were not quite. I okay. I, uh, oh I kept the God. arms in like they always teach you to do that. Wow. But, uh, yeah, no, it wasn't very hard, but it okay. was just. But I did go down. So did there's you go, some ice go to the there. quiet room after that? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, coming up on today's show, we are going to talk a lot about the Genesis Open yeah. because it's been quite a story and uh, lots of golf to be played yet. We've had some weather issues there. Although the good news is that it looks like uh, they've cleared the the worst of it. Mm-hmm. Sunny today, no chance of. Uh, he's not calling for any. A particip- precipitation in the uh, forecast, so that's good. The yeah. guys can maybe catch up and get this thing done on Sunday, mm-hmm. which would be nice. Always nice when you can do that. They'll yeah. finish up the second round today. Uh, we're going to hear from a couple of Canadian golfers as well. I had a chance earlier this week to chat with Adam Hadwin and about his uh, season, which is really actually doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And also to Roger Sloan, who's back on the PGA Tour. Now, I, had, I was down with him at an event uh, at, at the start of the week, and interestingly enough, Roger says... The first time that he met Adam Hadwin, they were 16 years old. They were playing in their first BC Junior, and they were paired in the same group. Wow. And then you uh, add into that, of course, the fact that Adam and Nick Taylor play at the same golf club growing (laughs) up. I mean, it's just three guys, basically, who grew up together playing golf, and now they're all three on the PGA Tour, and uh, and Roger will talk a little bit about that. Such a small world. In our our interview. Um, And we'll also... uh, Listen to some beautiful audio that you put together from from the Genesis Open with uh, the likes of Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and Tony Finau and a whole bunch of others. And then later in the show, another appearance because last week was so popular. Yes. We're bringing Bump back for uh, a little, I think we're going to call it, we're going to have to give him a name of a segment. We might have to. Uh, maybe yeah. we'll put up some choices on the Twitter poll today as to what we should. Bump's new segment will be called. And I, I know Bump makes a lot of appearances on, on James Duthie's podcast. Rubber, maybe, rubber Boots podcast. Maybe, maybe Duthie will chime in, not with some uh, That'd be good. wit and knowledge here. That'd we'll be good. Out. That'd be good if he's not down at the <laughs> Turks and Caicos or something. <laughs> I guess, no, I guess he's got to be getting ready for trade deadline, right? Isn't that coming up? That's uh, February 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oilers made a big trade last night. But, yes. Uh, so that is uh, what, nine days from now. They so. traded Gretzky, I heard. Gretzky, LA, right? Gretzky and Messier, yeah. He did LA. <laughs> I'm, up on, I'm up on this stuff. Uh, listen, we've got a busy show, so as I just mentioned, so let's get started with some news and headlines. 
News and Headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and 7 U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Well, after uh, a couple of weeks of hearing it from the crowd, Matt Kuchar finally gave in, and he's uh, paid his caddy the 50 grand total, I think 45 extra, he yeah. paid him 5,000 already, that the caddy was asking for, um, for caddying for him. Now, if you don't know this story, Kuchar won the Mayakoba Classic, and he used a local caddy because his regular caddy had a, another uh, engagement, I guess, or something going on. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't do it. And, of course, he goes on. And he, they'd set up an agreement beforehand. He said, "If you know, I'll pay you 2000 bucks for the week. Um, and then a scaled up where mm-hmm. they said, if you get a top 10, I'll pay you 20000 or 2000 extra. So it was going to be like 4000 yeah. Anyway, he gave him, he gave him 5000 bucks, which was more than they had agreed to. But afterwards, it was found out that he'd only paid him 5000 Normally, caddies would get 10% of the purse. Uh, so they thought this was a little bit short. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it got out there. And now Kuchar has made good. Uh, after hearing it from the crowd, I don't know if did you see the the clip from the waste management? Yes, yeah, so when, when they're chanting "Pay your caddy." Yeah, yeah pay your caddy <laughs> on the, the 16th clip, hole. So twenty thousand people. Yeah, well, know. the clip I saw too was uh, there was a it was a guy in a leaf sweater who was leading oh, the chant. Wow. I don't know who that guy of course. was, but anyway. And then again, I That's heard amazing. some. Well, I was watching him yesterday on uh, on the PGA Tour broadcast, and they had um, they had some other people yelling, you know, "Pay up your caddy." Yeah, and yeah, stuff from the crowd. So. Uh, so anyway, he's agreed to pay him $50,000, and and he's apologized, like, full-on mea culpa, right? Here's some of the stuff he said. I let I let myself, my family, my partners, and those close to me down, but I also let David down. That's the caddy. Mm-hmm. I plan to call David tonight when I'm off the course to apologize for the situation he's been put in, and I've made sure he has received the total amount he's requested. Uh, this week I made comments that were so out of touch and insensitive, making a bad situation worse. They made it seem as if I was marginalizing David. And his financial situation, which was not the intention, I read them again and cringed. That is not who I am and not what I want to represent. So the question I have for you. Yes. Why did it take him so long? I don't know. It's it's just a, such a strange story. I mean, the first of all, how did it get out? Like David Ortiz must have told someone and, and that sort. But it's as if, so he paid 5000 for a $1.3 million, which was... Someone told me the math yesterday. I can't remember it, but like it's you know it's it's a little on the cheap scale for sure. And and of course Karen Krause, who I believe broke the story, was talking with with uh, Kuchar's agency, and and she asked Matt if he had to change a heart, and apparently the agent answered for Matt. So it's it's still a very weird story. It's also kind of strange because on the golf course. Whenever Cooch hits a shot, they yell Cooch, right. but you couldn't tell if they were booing yesterday yeah. or Cooching yeah, yesterday. Right. You know, that's right. So it, it's uh, hopefully we can put this to bed. Um, but uh, it's actually, you know, the story was actually broken by a former PGA Tour player, Tom Gillis. Tom Gillis, right? Yes. Who uh, who found out about it somehow and tweeted about it? Yeah. Kind of got out from there, and there were a number of people who were talking. And Cooch's agent is is Mark Steinberg. Steinberg. Yeah. He's the same guy for um, for Tiger Woods, yes. obviously. Now they tried. They tried earlier to give him fifteen thousand, and the and caddy said, "No, said, no I'm, I want the fifty or nothing." And mm-hmm. so, uh, anyway, Kuchar has made good. Kuchar, I would tell you, is one of the smartest guys you will ever meet. He's yeah. a very, very brilliant guy, and that's what makes this story for me even stranger. Is that how did this get out of hand so much? Like, obviously, he should have just seen the writing on the wall a lot quicker. But sometimes these guys are insulated a little bit; and they don't hear what everything that's going on. But 
I'm sure they heard it in the golf course. A hundred percent. And, you know, Kutcher has his persona of being this nice guy. He smiles. He doesn't swear at all on the golf course. He waves, that sort of thing. At least we don't hear him swear on the golf course. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can put this issue to bed because, uh, you know, he's done so much for the, for the game of golf. Yeah. Uh, President Trump has installed a golf simulator in the White House. Well, I'm not exactly surprised. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, he plays golf with Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods. That was a nice pairing, wasn't it? That was a pretty solid threesome, <laughs> yes, right yeah. there. Uh, I'm curious uh, what kind of technology it has. Uh, in, uh, so probably... apparently it's a state-of-the-art simulator. <laughs> apparently the president paid for it out of his own pocket. Oh, wow. And if you think this is like uh, something, um, you know, a little bit different, a little unusual, whatever, it's not. It's actually replacing... Another one that Obama put in. Okay. So, okay. So all the all the presidents like to do a little golf simulation. So President Trump's is kicking it up a notch, and I think uh, so. Because well, he's actually he's a fairly good player. Well, uh, yeah, ask him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember watching on Golf Channel years ago. He had some shows, and he's got a very unusual notion through the ball. But for yeah. for a you know he's seventy plus years old, he can really hit the ball for a big boy. Yeah, he's, he's obese officially, according to his uh, doctor. He had his his uh, wow. He had his um, medical this week. Uh-oh. So. Uh Adam Scott announced that he is willing to take a slow play penalty, like a stroke penalty, yeah. if it will kind of uncork the rules officials' ability to start doing this. Like, slow play seems to me to be coming to the forefront as Uh a bigger and bigger issue on the PGA Tour. And it seems like the players um, want Mm -hmm. the officials to start calling it, but the officials are reluctant to because, obviously, if if you find a guy, it's not a big deal because these guys have so much money. Right. But if you give them strokes, then they go crazy. Um, But that's... They, they figure most of the players, at least Adam Scott, figures mm-hmm. that's the only way they're going to speed things up. Well, it, it's such a weird thing, you know. The last time, you know, when Wanting Long got got the uh, um, got the penalty in the Masters, he was 14 years old, and, and rounds were going five and a half, closer to six hours, and they penalized the 14 year old kid. It was almost like they were bullying him. And this almost goes back. This sort of started with Brooks Kepka's comments uh, mid last week, I guess, when he said, you know, I'm a fast player, but if our group gets put on the clock. I intentionally slow down, so so it sort of have to play with the pace of the other guys. So right because he's an intentionally fast player, and you know for Adam Scott, another one of the nicer guys on tour to say this just for the good of the game. I mean, good for him, but as as he said, it's putting our rules in. You know, it's a laughing stock sort of thing, which is you don't want to hear that about the game of golf, especially after all these rule changes that are you're supposed to simplify the game, but they really haven't so far. It just seems, uh, I mean, it's it's getting out of hand. Bryson DeChambeau is kind of the poster boy mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. There's been a number of them over the years. Ben Crane, remember yeah. Rory oh, Sabatini yeah. walked Kevin off. Nah, yeah. Yeah, so there's some, some very strange situations out there, but nothing's going to happen until they start really calling the rules. And as you said, they're calling the rules on other things, like Hao Tong Lee and you know, lining up your caddy, oh, but they can't God. call the rule yeah. on this. I mean, it's yeah. obviously, 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 obviously a, uh, the rules are being are being broken. So... Uh, and then very quickly, Lucy Lee, the little uh, amateur girl, um, will get to keep her amateur status. She appeared in an, uh, an advertisement for the uh, Apple Watch, yep. and uh, she didn't says she didn't realize they were going to show her as golfing, even though they filmed her golfing. They filmed her apparently doing a couple of different sports. The only one they used was her golfing, and so they could have pulled her amateur status because she got paid for the commercial, but yeah. she gets to keep it with a warning, a little slap on the wrist. A little slap on the wrist, and of course she made headlines playing in the U.S. Open in 2014 as, I believe, an 11-year-old? 11-year-old. Yeah. She was sitting up behind the dais uh, in the press room uh, <laughs> with an ice cream cone. That <laughs> <laughs> was very good. All right, when we come back after the break, we're going to hear from some of the players down at the Genesis Open. Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, 
Jordan Spieth. Uh, a couple, two of those players are up near the top of the leaderboard. One is not. One is we'll not. Find out which is which <laughs> when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Launch into performance with the all-new 2019 lineup. Visit Acura.ca for all models and dealer incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit tailormade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back. Golf Talk Canada on a Saturday morning. Bob Weeks and Adam Scully filling in for Mark Sacchino. Mark Sacchino is at the Genesis Open where he told us last night via text that he was uh, tired and soggy when he walked off the golf course yesterday after doing his play-by-play duties, and I can imagine he was not alone. It'd be a long walk, and especially when it's cold and rainy and wet, as, as Justin Thomas, as we'll hear later, says, you know, his, his legs are sore just because it's just such a tougher walk. And Riviera's, you know, a lot of undulation. It's not the easiest walk as well. It, it's been, I've been out there a bunch this year so far already, and it's already been rainy, like in L.A. I think three times that I've been there, it's been raining. Well, not in L.A., but, you know, Pebble last week, with you got hail, and they right. go on the golf course two hours later. You know? Crazy stuff, I'll tell you, man, it's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway, they were jamming uh, lots of golf in yesterday yep. to try and get back on schedule somehow. Then a lot of golf was played by by some of the players, some of the older players mm-hmm. like Tiger Woods. Now Tiger uh, got through his first round, 70, 70 he shot, one under, yep. and then got back on the second round and was kind of all over the place. But uh, a couple birdies, a couple bogeys on his first nine, which was the back nine, an eagle. Mm-hmm. And follow that up with two bogues. And right now he is uh, sitting one inside. He's right on the cut. Yep. Um, what did you make of him? Because I saw a tweet that you sent out about his putting, which was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm covering this all weekend for SportsCenter. And so I watched every one of his shots yesterday that they aired or on PGA Tour Live. And uh, he, hit, he hit 17 greens in regulation yesterday. He had a lot. He had That's a lot the first of round? In the first yeah, it, yeah, sorry, yes, in, in round one, um, in the first 18 holes. So if you hit 17 greens in regulation, you would think you're shooting a pretty good score. And he shot the worst score he could have possibly shot. He shot one under par. Five putts missed inside of seven feet, which was <laughs> mind-boggling. Awful. And it, it looked like he was just hitting the putts with a lot of pace. Like even um, the worst one was on the 17th hole. He he missed a 20-footer for birdie. He had three, three feet, three inches coming back and put it three and a half feet past the hole. Like wow. he just gunned it past the hole. And a lot of them, as, as Nick Faldo was saying on the broadcast, were missing on the right side. So whether he was pushing it, whether it was just a misread, a Tiger said for years he's never been able to read these greens, but five it's, missed putts in seven feet. Crazy. So his, his stats for the first round are pretty interesting. Strokes, strokes gained T to green, which is basically your greens and reg, plus 3.03. Mm-hmm. Putting first round, minus 2.5. Oh, God. So that's tremendous. Uh, let's hear from Tiger Woods. I'm stiff right now. Uh, it got pretty chilly towards the end. The ball wasn't very, going very far, and uh, it was just uh, it was amazing how how well and how good JT putted today. He made everything today, so uh, uh, he made it tough conditions look look pretty easy. The only time I ever did, I think when. With Robert Allenby and Charles Howell, that big, huge playoff, and it was raining. But that was like the whole whole day on Sunday. 
this was just uh, it wasn't wasn't raining that hard, but it was just spinning enough where it was annoying and uh, temperature kept dropping, wind kept picking up, laying down, picking up, laying down, and there's some long holes out there. All right. Thanks, are you, are you, are you okay one. with how you played considering or? I, I put it awful today. You know, I, I didn't hit it you know, that, that bad. Uh, I feel like I controlled it well enough. Uh, Tiger will finish up his second round this morning, and um, we'll see if he can get himself in, back inside the cut line to play for the weekend. It'll be kind of nice since he is kind of the host of this tournament. Yeah, it's I mean it's, it's still very up in the air what the cut's going to be because you know the, half the field hasn't teed off in the second round yet. You would think probably one or two under par, but those last couple holes last night it was survival of the fittest. It was crazy. <laughs> we were talking about it before. He hit driver three wood on eighteen, yeah. which is. I mean, a lot of guys normally, and there's, I know there was wind and stuff and, mm-hmm. and rain conditions, and but tired cold. guys, but you can see where guys a lot of times will normally hit like five iron, six yeah. iron in there sometimes. Yeah, crazy. If you're a little less, if you're Bubba Watson, of course. <laughs> uh, top of the leaderboard is Justin Thomas with a sterling first round, except for a double bogey, but uh-huh. he's made 14 birdies so far, and he's not even through his, his uh, second round. Yep. He's still... He's still got a bunch of holes left to play to finish that up, but but what a what a performance he had on the greens. He was unbelievable yesterday. Tee to green, he was pretty solid. He made a lot of putts, and even you know on that 18th hole yesterday, Tiger hit driver three. But uh, JT hit some sort of driver, and he chopped a hybrid out of the rough and had some sort of wild follow through. And he had a, he had a wild uh, encounter yesterday in his second round on his fourth hole, which was the 13th hole. He lost a ball in the tree. They're in a tree. I didn't see that. Yeah, he lost really? a ball in a tree, so they took the three minutes, the new rule, to, yep. look, to look for the ball. They couldn't find it. And he goes back and then birdies his second ball. Wow. So he, so he saves bogey. So that, wow. that was really a momentum saver for him because he was on fire yesterday. Well, I mean, just uh, like 14 through 17 rolled off four in a row, yeah. four birdies in a row, right? Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, our buddy Todd Lewis from Golf Channel had a chance to speak with Justin afterwards. Here they are. 30 holes, 14 birdies. I know you had a hiccup here or there, but considering the conditions today, how strong was your performance? I was really strong. I um, I mean, my only drop shots were because of my driver. You know, I had a, had a bad drive there on 12 this morning and then kind of bizarre, you know, losing a ball in a tree there this afternoon. Um, and then again, the drive on 18. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm striking it well. I put it really well today, which is nice. And I uh, just... You know, when I'm when I'm hitting the rough or I get it in trouble, I'm just kind of getting it around the green or getting it on the green. I mean, the greens are so soft, especially this morning when you miss the green ball in hand. You know, it's it's a lot easier to get it up and down. But um, no, I mean, I just managed my emotions really well today and, and try not to let the weather get to me. It's a long day. You're going to come back out in the morning at 7 a.m. and go back out. Will it be difficult to find mental and physical energy to come out and finish here? Um, I hope not. It might be, though. Um, I mean, it's it's hard playing 30 holes, but it's really hard when it's raining and it's soft. I mean, you know, I, my legs are tired, so I just need to go, go home and rest and get some food and try to go to sleep as early as I can because, uh, you know, tomorrow's potential, you know, to be another long day. But, uh, yeah, I'm just proud of myself the way I fought out there today. Well done today. Get some rest. Appreciate right, it. Let Justin we'll get out of here. Uh, Justin Thomas there, who shares the lead at 10 under par with Adam Scott midway through the second round. Um, one of the more surprising names on the leaderboard, only because he's been so inconsistent mm-hmm. for quite a, quite some time now, is Jordan Spieth, who is three shots back but has not played a single hole in his second round yet. So, the, I mean, to say he's three shots back is a little bit of a misleading statement there. But bogey-free in the first round, 64, and the putter seemed to be working well. 
Putter seemed to be working a lot better for Jordan Spieth. Not too many misses on either side off the tee as well. One of, he's also a combined 17 under in his first round in his last three starts in the first round. So he's wow. gone off to great starts, but in rounds two to four, he's plus one. So All right, we'll let's, hear, let's hear from Jordan Spieth. It was a tough day. I mean, that was... 15, 20 mile an hour wins at Riviera is no joke. So to be able to kind of be bogey free was phenomenal. Um, I've got off to good starts my last couple events, and I need to continue to, you know, work hard to improve day, you know, each day here instead of kind of getting complacent and assuming that my game's there. It's still not quite there, um, tee to green, and, and luckily the putter started to heat up. You talked about the grind yesterday afternoon. You must have got a fair bit of confidence out of being under par, despite having yeah. a couple of squirrely shots, tough conditions yesterday. Did you feel like with surviving that, coming out this morning, totally different conditions, that there was an opportunity to capitalise on that? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, you also understand that you know, this afternoon waves getting a, a soft um, golf course with the tees up and some pretty benign conditions. So even if you're, you know, pushing to the lead of the morning wave, I mean, it's likely that somebody's going to shoot seven, eight, nine under, uh, even though it's Riviera. I mean, it's as gettable as it can possibly be right now. So um, I just tried to push forward, imagining that I needed a couple more more birdies to stay, um, you know, towards the top of the leaderboard. So uh, it was nice to certainly get that one on nine after making a nice par save on eight. That's Jordan Spieth. He's seven under. He's three shots off the lead. He will go at 8.22 uh, Los Angeles time for his second round. We will come back after this break, and we'll chat with another guy who's playing out there and has not started his second round. It's Canadian Adam Hadwin. He's coming up on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by TaylorMade and the speed-injected Twistface M5 and M6 drivers. Everybody gets faster in 2019. Visit TaylorMade.ca for more information or to book your custom fitting today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland, home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is a February day. It is a Saturday. It is not golf weather yet, unless you happen to be out on the West Coast, where I know we have some listeners. Mm -hmm. And I am very thankful and envious of you folks out there. Thankful that you're listening, envious that you're able to play golf. (laughs) Another guy from out on the West Coast, uh, he's doing his best at uh, the Genesis Open. Mm -hmm. He's currently tied for 23rd. He's not started his second round. That is Canada's top player at the moment, ranked 58th in the world, Adam Hadwin. And earlier this week, I had a chance to chat with him out in um, out in Palm Springs, mm-hmm. where he was putting on a little event with some other guys out there for a client. He's had a very solid start to the season. Has he ever? He's been great so far. Obviously, the highlight was that Desert Classic. Uh, you know, who knows? He, he had a putt on, I believe it was the 12th hole, to take a four-shot lead of six holes to go. He missed that, and that was sort of the TSN turning point. To, you know, to Adam Long, came out of nowhere to... Uh, to, you know, come back from behind to win, um, and and I'm sure we'll get into this, but it is a President's Cup year, and you know, I remember two years ago it was it was his motivation to get there, and now he's had one experience under his belt. Yes, they did not do so well at the President's Cup, but it was still an experience. I know he he really enjoyed and will never forget. So, this year on home soil in Australia, uh, I know he'll want to be there too. I could put uh, put your name in front of that and say it was experience. You would like to go. That's again. true. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We had a good time. That was a lot of fun. Yes. All right. Here's my chat from earlier this week with Adam Hadwin. 
All right, Adam Hadwin, uh, coming off a week at Pebble Beach, another solid performance for you. Some tough weather conditions yeah. to deal with, but um, how would you sum up your season so far as we get going? Yeah, it's been, I mean, I certainly can't complain. Um, you know, I got into contention in the desert, played a couple top tens in the fall. Um, you know, kind of some put together a nice round of Monterey Peninsula last week on Saturday, kind of get myself back in. It didn't really have much on Sunday, to be honest. Um, kind of lost the the swing a little bit um so it was kind of battling all day but was proud of the way I kind of just hung in there and tried to keep hitting shots and um you know it, it's tough out there if you if you don't play well you'll you'll fall back on the pga tour a lot of good players so but uh, i'm extremely happy with the way things are going uh you put in a lot of work in the off season i know it's nice to see the benefits you had a great performance of course in the desert there uh runner-up finish it seems that your your I don't know how to put this. Your weaker finishes are really a lot better than they used to be. You're not you're not down in the 60th when a bad week for you was 30th or something. That's a goal. Um, you know that that's what we've been working towards. Is is um, you know when when I'm not feeling the greatest. Uh, during tournament weeks is to keep battling and, and to, you know, get into the top 30, get into the top 20, even though um, I may not have felt that I played my best golf. And um, and then when I do play my, you know, when I am playing well, hopefully take advantage of that and, and have a chance to win. Um, and, that, and that's been the goal. I've, you know, I've done some some really good things these last couple of years on tour and um, had a, a number of experiences that have, you know, helped propel my, I guess, my thirst to get better as well. Um, you know, with this year being a, a President's Cup year that's certainly on the radar and um, knowing that I'm going to have to impress Captain L so um, yeah it, it's just the goal I get better every week. Have you had any conversations with Ernie L's about this coming year and, and what the possibilities might be? No um, no early. not yet yeah a little early um, you know he's he's had the guys together for a few meetings at a, at a couple different events um, but none of it you know, very kind of preliminary, just to just to get guys comfortable with each other. I think that's one of the big things the international team lacks is, you know, we're, we come from a number of different countries, we speak a number of different languages, and we, we probably don't spend a whole lot of time together. Um, and so he wants to bring everybody together, you know, potential uh, players, get them together a lot more often throughout the year, hopefully, you know, get us to start playing practice rounds together, get us comfortable with each other so that when, you know, December rolls around, we're ready to go as a team. Uh, you got a couple of great tournaments I know that are favorite on your list coming up with uh, with obviously at uh, Genesis and then you've got Valspar where you won. How important are these next few weeks to deciding what the rest of your season is going to look like in terms of exemptions for major championships and other events? Yeah, that's, you know, uh, having this year not uh, being exempt for the majors like last year has, has certainly made things a little bit different. Um, you know, like you said, Genesis uh, this coming week, uh, I'm not currently qualified for the WGC in Mexico, but a good week here could go a long way for that so there's still some uh, still some things to be figured out um, but certainly you know some big events coming up um, some big fields you've got uh, you know you get the players you've got you know obviously this week in Genesis as well you've, you know if I can get into some of these WGC's give myself you know some opportunities to creep into that top 50 get myself into the masters get myself into a more comfortable position for the for the rest of the majors as well and that and that's that's the goal uh, just to wrap up how much are you looking forward to uh, being in Hamilton the RBC Canadian Open playing on an old classic style golf course like that yeah I, I think it lends itself to a much better championship um, 
you know, you go back to kind of that older style and, and you put a premium on shot making. And, and I think, um, I'm not, you know, we've, we've had some incredible winners, obviously, of, of the RBC Canadian Open in, in recent years. But I think, um, you know, it, it kind of reminds you of that, that old classic that you that you sort of pictured, I guess, when you thought of the Canadian Open, much much closer to kind of what the U.S. Open strives to get to. It's, it's gonna, you know, a tougher championship. You've got to, uh, you know, you're not 20 under is not winning anymore. So it uh, just puts a premium on, uh, on quality golf throughout the week. The only thing I could make it better maybe is if it was out west. Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Okay, thanks. <laughs> And there is Adam Hadwin, always uh, always fun to talk to, good guy. But you can see he's, he's I think, a little relieved at the fact that his game is showing some signs. At the end of last year, uh, I think he was kind of worn out. He was frustrated. He couldn't get the putter to work. He was working. I remember watching him at the PGA Championship working on some putting drills, and they were basically um, trying to get distance control on longer putts. And, man, he, it was just like beating his head against the wall. I told him afterwards, I said, you know, I saw a man one time hitting his head against the wall, and I asked him why he was doing that, and he said, because it feels really good when I stop. <laughs> and it's kind of what I saw from him, but it seems like he's having a much better year and seems to be much more in, in, enjoyment out of it as well. Yeah, much more enjoyment for, for sure. And, you know, you go back, you know, he's 58th in the world right now. Top 50 gets into the Masters. A good week this week. You know, who knows how high he can climb. And, you know, because we're, what, only 62 days or something away from the Masters? I saw a number the other day. And, um, you know, uh, if his putter is rolling, he's he's one of the best players in the world, and, mm. and he's proven that in the past. So uh, let's let's see how he can progress here. And, you know, he'll have a lot of golf to play today, and he's historically done well out west, so we'll see what he can do. Well, down in Naples, Florida, there's another Canadian making some news, and Stephen Ames is uh, tied for the lead in the Champions Tour event down there at the Champions Chubb Classic. Uh, he topped the leaderboard yesterday, course record, 8-under-63, alongside Sandy Lyle, who did the same thing. Ames, uh, his, his uh, highlight of the day, a, an ace on the 141-yard 12th hole with a little 9-iron. There you and go. And this is uh, third, third ace on the PGA Tour Champions. Now, you've had one for sure. I've had two. Two now. I've had oh, two. I had gosh. one in 2005, and I had one last May, so... Well, but you haven't had one on the Champions Tour yet. I have not had one on the Champions <laughs> Tour, and you've had a hole in three, correct? I had a hole in three. That's right. I, uh, it's actually a very strange hole in three, too. Mm-hmm. I was playing with my dad and my brother-in-law at Upper Canada Golf Course, kind of up, all, heading up towards Ottawa, and I teed off a little par three over water, hit my ball into the pond, and before I could hit my second shot, the superintendent came out of the bushes in his little green, cut a new hole, different hole. And so we waited. I think he figured we were all done because we yeah. hit three. And uh, and so then I uh, lined up on the on the new hole and hit it in the <laughs> hole for a for a par. I did another one very close to that, like literally wow. on the, a leaner. There was part of the ball over the oh, over the cup. No. Yeah, same thing. One in the water, one almost there. But uh, Stephen Ames is doing well. Mm-hmm. He. I had a chance to chat with him a little earlier this year. He yeah. was talking about the fact that just if he could ever get his putter rolling, and it looks like he did this time um, for a nice finish. Obviously, if he can keep it going for two more, he's. He should be winning more. Hundred percent. Well, I mean, Bernhard Langer just dominates that that uh, oh that tour. But you know, there's, there'll be another Canadian coming up, and we'll get into this a little later in the show. But you know, Mike Weirs, he's got little, he's revitalized now, and he's got about another year and a half or so to the champ, PJ Tour champions. Yeah, so. he's uh, he's going to turn 49 in May. Okay, May the 12th. Yeah. So one more year after that, and uh, he's on the leaderboard, well up there in the Web.com tour, which, as you mentioned, will. We'll talk about yeah. the other Canadian who's kind of MIA, interestingly, is uh, Brooke Henderson, uh-huh. who skipped the second tournament down in Australia. And I don't know, she was apparently ill for the first one. 
And I'm wondering if they just decided, well, why fly all the way to Australia for just one tournament down there when the mm-hmm. next ones are in Singapore, or if she's apparently sick again. So yeah. uh, I tried to do a little digging this week. I didn't have much success as to what was going on, mm-hmm. but apparently she's uh, taken the she's take, well, not apparently she is taking her second start off, which isn't a bad thing when you're Brooke Henderson and you play a hundred weeks a year. When you, when you play, yeah, when you play every week a year, and you'd think, you know. In Australia, when, when conditions are often blustery and windy, that she would thrive because she's such a great ball striker. Uh, but hopefully, you know, whatever ailment she has, she, she can feel uh, better uh, soon. But um, if go back, going back to the PGA Tour, you know, there's so many Canadians now that are, you know, up there and, and doing great things. And um, I, I took a look at the money list, and one guy, you know, Corey Connors, He's made 833 grand this year. Looking back at last year, uh, 125th was Martin Piller on the PGA Tour money list. He made uh, 847,000. So, right. if Corey Connors can make 14 grand here somewhere, he should have a card next year. Here's, which would here, a great here's the funny stat about Corey Connors right now is that he is essentially let's let's give him his card. Let's say he's going to mm-hmm. be 125 next year. Yeah, he's playing right now in the 126 to 150 category. Yeah. Limited starts available. And so he has already got better status for next year than he will have for the rest of this year. Which is crazy. <laughs> it's just nuts. But goes to show you how competitive it is out there and, and how, how many Canadians. We've got nine Canadians, if you include Graham Dillette. There were eight in the field at Pebble Beach. That's the third time this year we've had eight in the field, which, is, which equals the record for the most. So if Dillette can get off his rear end yeah. and get his back in shape uh-huh. and get back out there for one tournament, yeah. it would be kind of interesting to see if we could get nine, maybe even sneak into ten. Yeah, double digits. and get, get yeah, a, Someone else qualify. Especially, you know, all that Graham Dillette did you know in the FedEx Cup playoffs years ago finishing seventh overall I believe and you know even the run he had the PGA championship when he was hobbling around and you know he, he had that six under and four hole stretch on the Saturday it's unbelievable. He almost went one one yeah. <laughs> it was unbelievable talking about almost making holes and ones but then he almost on that part four that was four. crazy hit the, hit the flag that was absolutely off the insane. post and wide yeah, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> All right, uh, when we come back, we're going to get a little audio from uh, our pal Mark Sacchino, who's down at the Genesis Open. He had a chance to talk with uh, Tony uh, Pop My Ankle Out Finau <laughs> and uh, how well he's playing and what a good year he's got. So we'll hear from that after and uh, talk maybe a little bit more about some of the Canadians yes. on the PGA Tour. That and much, much more when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Tourism Ireland home of the 2019 Open Championship. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada and Bob Weeks alongside producer Adam Scully, who is filling in admirably for, so far anyway. So far, so far, so good. good. I haven't sworn yet. No, exactly. (laughs) And uh, no rants like Mark Zucchino does, who you're filling in for. Mark is down at the Genesis Open, where he was a little bit waterlogged, he told us, after his day yesterday. He actually tweeted out some pictures of the first day on Thursday with the rainstorm. Boy, well, the rainstorm crazy. in the media center, it was some water going on in there. So yikes. he didn't show. I noticed he showed like out. You know, you look out the door at the media center there, and but if you turned around the other way, it would have shown the, the miraculous spread of food. Yes, and and things that they have going on there. So it's uh, you know, it's always a one way shot. Well, it was pretty funny actually during the seven hour rain delay on Thursday when I was watching all seven hours of it. Um, 
they had Todd Lewis of Golf Channel in the Players' Lounge, and they, he showed this great spread of food. He sat down, had a bite to eat. He interviewed Peter Uline, who was watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Didn't want to go home. It was, it was pretty funny, actually, because they had to fill so much time, right? So. <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're going to hear from Mark Sacchino right now. Actually, he had a chance to chat with Tony Finau after his first mm-hmm. round, which was a five under 66 bogey free and a nice day for Tony Finau. Of course, um, with Tony, it's all about uh, a lot of distance. Anyway, he's mm-hmm. driving distance three, averaging 300 yards off the tee on a wet, soggy yeah, golf course. Cold too. Uh, that's pretty darn good. So uh, let's go and hear from Mark Sacchino talking with Tony Finau. Tony, great day, uh, bogey-free, five under. It's all about the scrambling. Yeah, right, 17 of 18 greens. Your irons were on fire. I hit it really nicely. That was, uh, sometimes the game's uh, tough, and sometimes it's, it comes a little easier. This, uh, this first round, I hit it really nicely, and, and it was pretty simple. How hard was it to keep it simple, considering, you know, you started the first round yesterday, stop, you know, the, got through those holes, but then, you know, first round yesterday and then again today, and yeah. to keep it that simple, how tough is that? Yeah, it is tough, but, I mean, emotionally, you know, we were kind of prepared for it. We saw the weather. I saw the weather forecast for the week and, and knew it could be something similar to the AT&T last week at Pebble Beach. So uh, mentally and emotionally, you got to prepare, but um, the game feels good, and I, I hit it better this this week than I have uh, the first few events I've, I've started this season or this year, so I'm uh, I'm excited about that. Just spoke with Patrick Rogers. He suggested he was shocked at how dry the golf course was. He was expecting, you know, for lack of a better term, more of a swampy playing field. That yeah. were you surprised at the drainage and any uh, any thoughts on how the course is playing? Yeah, the course drains really well, and uh, you know I think I think you're going to see some great scores though out there this afternoon. You know, it's soft soft enough to uh, to have the ball not spin too much and the greens are really good and, and I don't I don't think the forecast shows for a lot of wind so I think it was important to post a good number even though for all the obstacles we went through I think it was important to post a good number because I think you're gonna see some good scores out there this this afternoon uh, before we let you go what are you gonna do uh, with your time this afternoon yeah I'll get a little practice in get a little workout in and then just chill yeah just yeah, you know, I think we deserve some chill time after a couple 4 a.m. wake-up calls. <laughs> Enjoy your chilling. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, thanks. What is the challenge? Enjoy your chilling. chilling. Yes. Enjoy your chilling. Blind lemon chilling. Uh, that was good Mark Zucchino, little interview there with yes. Tony Zucchino. And that's an interesting thing, though. When, when guys have to sit around and wait, and, and you were talking about how Peter Uline was sitting there watching Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. having a spread. And uh, it's funny, whenever I've talked to guys about rain delays, the one thing that seems to be common is... They eat. <laughs> they seem to eat a lot. Yeah, eat a lot of food for sure. And what was interesting on the Thursday was they they called play early and then they they told the players to come back and or they'd notify them in three and a half hours or something. It wasn't like just hang around. They 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 gave them the warning. Say hey, go to your hotel, get a nap, do something. We'll update you. So update you in three and a half hours or so. So it was good for them to you know because the rain was coming down so heavily instead of trying to stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. The weirdest thing was the restart. That was very I've, interesting. You know, I've only seen that a couple of times. I've seen it once at a Canadian amateur where a friend oh. of mine actually had the first. He actually finished his round. He had a round posted, and I think he was like five under or something on the first round, and then they wiped the round out, which, no I, way. I, which I don't think they do anymore, but they used to. If only I think it was something like if 
25% of the field hadn't finished, they could restart. Really? And um, the poor guy, of course, the next day shot like 80 or something yeah. in the first round, wasn't able to follow up on it. But that is an interesting oh um, an interesting thing that happened. Yeah, it's you know you don't see it very often. The last time was uh, the 2013 third round of the Dell Technologies Championship. So it's been a long time. And earlier that year in Hawaii, where the winds were up to like 50 miles an hour, it was something stupid. And they played two or three holes. They went back in. They tried again. They went back in again. So... Pretty wild. A couple of years ago at the British Open, they had, when it was at St. Andrews, they had the big wind. Oh, yes, uh, the 11-hour wind delay. Right. Yes. yes. And they put the guys out that morning to start, and basically it was unplayable. And I always thought if there was ever a time to kind of wipe out some of the golf, they should have done it with that because those poor guys who went out to try and play, yeah. um, really, I mean, it was it was bordering on impossible. Well, I, I remember uh, Brooks Kepka before he became Brooks Kepka, you know, he wasn't really that much of a name. He he had a bit of a rant to an official saying, I don't care who you are. You know, oh, that's I, right. I, I, I can't putt on this. It was the 11th hole. It was one of the most open greens at St. Andrews. I, I can't putt on this. It's bleepity bleepity bleep. And so... Well, to tell you how how um, hard it was blowing, I uh, I we were just about to leave for the golf course. Yeah. We had a house that was nearby there, and all of a sudden we got the the rumor. Well, uh, the, got the hold, so yeah. we we went back in the house, decided to wait it out, watch watch a little bit on television. Mm-hmm. I did some laundry, and I put my laundry, my, my underwear out in the line, and my underwear dried before the, uh, the <laughs> my underwear dried in about five minutes. Actually, with the way the wind was was going, it was just blowing so hard. So I don't know how those guys were playing oh, golf yeah. out there. Um, Tony Finau is an interesting guy, though. Friendly guy, mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. guy. Has works with a Canadian trainer, Doctor Stuart right. Love, who we've had on the show before, right. and and he's a guy. Man, I, I'm expecting big things from him this year, especially after kind of what he did last year, got into the Ryder Cup team and mm-hmm. did all those kind of things. Um, but, boy, you couldn't find a nicer guy out there, as you heard in that interview. Yeah, you mentioned the, the Ryder Cup, and he sort of came out of nowhere. You know, he didn't, going into the year, especially after the U.S. dominated that President's Cup, there were so many guys on that, you know, on that uh, President's Cup team, Daniel Berger, for example, who just didn't really come out and play, and, and Tony Fino had a great year last year. The, so many top tens, um, and just couldn't get that W. But for him, it's always been the flat stick that's been the issue and if he has a good putter he's tough to beat of course one of the crazier highlights from last year was finishing his third round of the u.s open uh, three or four hours before um uh, dj and kepka did and he was in the final group with, with daniel Berger. So it's crazy how that works out <laughs> that's right crazy stuff speaking of crazy uh we're going to come back with the craziest segment on this show. yes winners weird and what and, and your next. weird is uh I, I saw the headline and uh <laughs> i like my weirds on the radio because yes. you can go a little bit off kilter <laughs> where we have to be a little bit tighter down but, yeah. uh so let's get to that uh, winners weird and what when we come back right here on golf talk canada this segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. 
Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a February Saturday, but we're getting closer to the end, closer to the end of winter, closer to the closer. start of the golf season. Um, lots of uh, like golf shows going on. I think the Vancouver golf show is going on this mm. weekend. There's Toronto golf show was on last weekend. Um, there's like actually a guy we should get him on in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I ran into him down there. I met him at the Canadian Open. He's got the Swing Golf Lounge. I'm going to mess that name up, but it's a uh, neat indoor mm. golf facility right near Sherway Gardens. So if you're in the West oh, End, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, I will look the name up here as as we're chatting. But um, it's a cool spot. It's got a little bar area. Got oh. a little. Um, some some bays you can hit out. I know your club has some bays. My ba- club Bayview, has yeah. some bays. And, and Weston has. Uh, new, is new is the full short game? Is the whole facility now installed? Yeah, in? it's called the uh, the nest. It's in what used to be oh, the wow. curling rink, which right. is, makes some people sad, like yes. me. Yes. <laughs> but it's an um, amazing little facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lumber of these places now all over. Of course, the bubble right near here. Oh my God! <laughs> fell yeah. down yeah. a little while ago. I haven't heard any updates on that. Yeah. But uh, there are some opportunities. We know the president apparently uh, installed a simulator in the White House, so <laughs> he's getting in with it too, and he can't golf and well, golf there. Well, and maybe in the swing lounge we can have a golf talk can and a road trip and just and just yeah. do some interviews there, and that'd be kind of cool. And do a show from there, you know? All right. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll figure all that out. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get on with the most fun part of the show. Yes. It's winners, weird, and what? And this week I have the tea. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, well, listen, uh, we had a winner on the PG or on the PJ Tour, on the web.com yes. tour last week. How about that? Michael Gligic of, uh, of uh, beautiful Burlington, Ontario. This is just a wonderful story about this kid because he is, was never sort of the can't-miss kid. He had mm-hmm. to kind of grind it out. Really didn't start playing golf until after high school. Um, was never on sort of the Canadian teams mm-hmm. or any of those kind of things. And he's worked hard in the offseason. Uh, tried to put his dream together and and managed to qualify for the Web Tour, although he faltered down the stretch this year. He was only guaranteed eight starts, but boy, did he make good in Panama last week and uh, got the win. Mm-hmm. Beautiful come-from-behind victory, put it all together. It's interesting to note that this is the fourth consecutive year that a Canadian has won on the Web.com Tour. Golf in Canada is on the rise, yeah, that's for sure. good, right? And, and so with this win, he essentially locks up a Tour. Like, it's he's... All He's got a good chance. Yeah. I mean, all he has to do is probably make a couple more cuts. So okay. the top 25 will, yeah. will get their tour card. I yeah. mean, obviously, you want to finish more. You want to be like Adam Hadwin, who finished top of the list. Mm-hmm. That way you get a full exemption yeah. on the PGA Tour. Right. So, um, But the better he can play, the more chan- more mm-hmm. starts he'll get next year. But essentially, I mean, it, it's I suppose it's possible if he missed every cut the rest of the way and certain things fell in yeah. the wrong way, he could lose it. But it's a, probably a pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had guys like uh, Adam Svensson who've come through here. We've had uh, Roger Sloan who came through last year. Um, I mean, you can go down and down the list. And, and actually, I was looking guys, yeah. at, uh, at Jason Logan's column who mm-hmm. said that this is the 19th Canadian to win on the Web Tour. Wow. Or the forerunners of the Web Tour, which is a pretty cool stat. That's pretty cool. That's... You want me to name them all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> okay. Jerry Anderson, Rick Todd, who won twice. Glenn Natchik, who won four Glenn times. Okay. Ahmad Bateman, Ian Leggett, Richard Zokel, David Moreland, who won twice. David Hearn, John Mills, who won twice. Jim Rutledge, Brian DeCorso, Chris Barilla, Adam Hadwin with two wins. Roger Sloan, Brad Fritch, Mackenzie Hughes, Ben Silverman, and Adam Svensson. So that's pretty good. And thank you to Jason Logan for putting... That list and I, I think that'll be a good uh, trivia question for some sort of later uh, yeah. we have at some not not this Surprise, show but at right? some point where okay. you know how many winners in the month. yeah for sure. 
Here comes my weird. Here we go. And, uh, Here we go. Let's get <laughs> my your popcorn this week, ready. My weird this week takes us to Lady Lake, Florida, and a little uh, a little outfit known as the Villages, which is a very unusual. It's got some. The Villages is a retirement community for fifty five plus, and it has, uh, a, has lots everything. lots of stories about that place <laughs> <laughs> that we won't get into right away. But uh, here's the latest story. So I'm reading from the uh, from the column here oh, yes. in the uh, Daily Commercial, which is oh. the name of the newspaper there. A man who claimed that people were eating his brains fled from EMS workers, then led police on a wild chase through golf courses in the villages. Oh. According to an arrest affidavit, EMS workers were tending to Jesse Charles Webb, who's 29 years old, when he started complaining that people were eating his brains. The paramedics called for law enforcement help, but Webb jumped into a bystander's work truck and sped off. Officers gave chase, but Webb rumbled onto a golf course where he narrowly missed hitting a golfer getting ready to putt on the 16th green. <laughs> the report states the truck turned back onto the highway before crashing at El Camino Real in the villages. Officers subdued Webb after a brief foot chase. He oh was charged with grand theft auto, fleeing and eluding police, criminal mischief, aggravated assault, driving with a revoked license, and resisting arrest without violence. The golf course was damaged up to $70,000, and apparently there were no people eating his brains oh, because he yeah. didn't have any brains. Yes, That's what there I'm you guessing. go. <laughs> that is, uh, wow, I, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> That's a pretty wild one, isn't it? That's unbelievable. <laughs> anyway. Crazy. My what this week is what a performance by our buddy Mike Weir. Yeah. We were talking about Mike Weir, who is uh, 48 years old, playing on the Web.com tour. He is tied for eighth through the first two rounds. Yep. There's actually a little bit of uh, play left. Oh, no, they fi- just finished up the uh, second round. Uh, he's gone 66-68, and uh, this is uh, arguably his best 36 holes uh, since, I think, the 2014 Byron yep. Nelson, where he was runner-up. Mm-hmm. And nice, very nice finish for Mike Weir. Nice to see him going up there. Um, there was a nice story in in uh, on Golf Channel by Brentley Romine who talked about the fact that this is the first time that Mike has been playing kind of a consistent full schedule since 2014. Mm-hmm. He's that, that year he played 24 times. Uh, he's never played more than 15 since then, and and a lot of times it's always been start, stop, play two events, and not play for six weeks and things like that. So he's hoping to play about 20 events on on this tour. And so far, I mean, man, things are, are looking good this week. It would be really nice to see him. I don't know. I'd love to see him win, for but sure. I'd like to see him just have a really good finish. Yeah, and you know, he, he's battled so many injuries over the years as well, and. This has to be, you know, I'm I'm, I'm presuming he's 100 percent healthy, uh, and even when you see him, um, you know, just walk, like last year the Canadian Open, like he like he's he's in great shape and he's he's sort of bulked up a little bit in, yeah. in, in the upper body. So you know, good on Mike for to, for having this because obviously he's on the PGA Tour champions as we mentioned earlier in the show in uh, I guess 14 months from now or so. So yeah. it, it's a big time for Mike Weir for sure. It is, and he wants to have some kind of a game when he gets there. I don't think he just wants to get to 50 exactly. to be able to play a little yeah. bit. So, so and, and the golf nice there is a little different. You know, a little easier setup and three rounds. And yeah, so it's lower uh, scoring for sure. Yeah, and it's uh, the web.com tour does a nice job. They give an exemption to, I think there's two exemptions based on the money list for players who are 48 and 49. So it gives them a chance to kind of roll into that Champions Good. Tour. And that's Great. what Mike is using. Of course, he's still, I haven't really checked actually lately, but he is still, I think at the start of this year, still one of the 25 top career money earners on the PGA it's Tour, crazy. which is crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Scully, the T is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, so this week, my winner is a guy named Ben Darmond, and you might think, who on earth is that? And uh, he's a player on the Web.com tour, and um, he's my winner 
for an interesting reason. So uh, on his first round of the Web.com Tour, on his second hole, he made a 17 what? on a par 4. A 17. What? With three penalty shots. So <laughs> oh there was some gosh. stick handling around there somewhere. Um, so he shot 91. He oh. was in dead last. Oh. And uh, after his round, he said the following. If you learn anything from me today, it's don't withdraw. Don't give up. Have fun with it. It's a game. Everyone has a bad day. And that's the attitude that I think everyone who's listening to this show, who plays, you know, twice a week when it's nice outside, and, you know, why why yell? Why break a club? Why slow things down? Just have fun with it. You know, it's just a game, as he said. And, and he went on to shoot 78 in round two, so he beat a score by 13 shots. Interestingly, though, the only guy ahead of him, the guy who's in second last, is Angel Cabrera. Really? Two-time major champion Angel wow. Cabrera. So a very uh, weird and wacky story there, but uh, the right attitude for Ben Darmon for sure. Uh, there was a little tin cup action going on there from what I understand. Yeah. Put a few in the water, right? Yeah, a, a few in the drink sacrifice and to some, the, some stick handling. The gods of and, aqua. Yeah, and I'm sure there were some knee eye drops and that sort of thing. Yeah, I never thought about that. Man, he would have done like more squats than I did in the gym yesterday. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Gotta love there. leg day. That's uh, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> that's right. My weird this week is something we touched on a little bit in the last segment, and that was um, Phil Mickelson's par on 10 oh, on Thursday. That was all for nothing. So... He hits his tee shot. It's pouring rain. He hits his. T- he's got the full rain suit on, both rain gloves as he always does in the rain. Hits his tee shot on ten at Riv at Riviera into the fairway bunker. Hits his next shot into a greenside bunker into a plugged lie. The lie is not good. It's wet, and Phil Mickelson, who's a mastermind with the short game, can barely chop it onto the green. It rolls into the other greenside bunker. So you think, okay, if if he gets something down, he makes five. He's probably going to make six. Not a good start. And what's he do? Holds it. So he may, he's in three bunkers, he makes a par, and then, of course, it doesn't count. That's a triple chi-chi. <laughs> so, of course, it didn't count. So the first, uh, because they reset all the scores, right. because only ten groups were on the golf course, and one, one of the groups got three holes in, so they said, enough with this. Um, first time since 2013, uh, Dell Technologies, this happened. But, you know... The 10th hole at Riviera is just, it's quite a great hole. It's a classic. It's just a classic, and there's so many. I I read a stat yesterday, only 60% of players can hit the green from 75 yards. It's just such a hard hole, especially when the pin is where it was uh, for the first round and on the back, you know, with with the green uh, bunkers where they are. So uh, very tough uh, for sure. Um, I'm throwing an audible here. Uh, I had a different, I had a what, uh, but I'm going to give you a different what, and this is uh, goes to the Washington Capitals. You might think, why why are they my... uh, my what? So they went to the. Uh, they spent some time at the Genesis Open yesterday. Oh, they did. They did. So they were uh, T.J. Oshie and John Carlson, uh, Tom Wilson, Nick Baxter, and Andre Burakovsky. They were together. They went to go see Tiger and Rory and J.T. and they got some photos and they got rained on a little bit. But what a way to go home! They took a helicopter. <laughs> of course. They <laughs> so did. it was an off day. I should say it was an off day in Anaheim. So they uh, they spent some time with that and they took a helicopter home. So oh man, oh to have. <laughs> Loads of cash just hanging around. That's Boys the and their toys, right? <laughs> and they won the, the cup last year, so they're still celebrating. They, uh, I'm not sure if they're quite going on Ovechkin's level of swimming in a public fountain, but I'm, I'm uh, assuming it wasn't. Uh, I'm assuming it wasn't uh, game night last night for the. Uh, no, I believe they play tonight. <laughs> if I can Google this quickly, yeah, they they should they probably. Play yeah, later, they, right? they they play tonight. That's yeah, hysterical. Yeah. So anyway. a, a good day to uh, what a way to spend an off day for sure. 
Well, good for the boys and uh, good for the Caps for doing all that yeah. and good for us. Uh, when we come back here, we're going to talk to Roger Sloan. Yes who is making his second trip around on the PGA Tour this season. And he says things are a little bit different. He learned a lot the first time around, which he's trying to put to good use the second time around. So when we come back, we'll hear from Roger Sloan. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we uh, move towards the conclusion of this uh, show. Still 45 minutes to go. Mm -hmm. And lots of exciting stuff on the schedule. Of course. Bump is going to be back. We've got a little Twitter poll up right now Ooh. asking you, uh, what should we call Bump's segment? And um, and there's a number of choices up there. There's three choices you can make. Or you could go off the board you could, if you really wanted to. <laughs> you could call it anything you wanted, really. I've got Tee Off with Bump, Our Boy Bump, or I'm Bumping. Uh, those are the three choices you have. So far, Tee Off with Bump is leading with 79% of the votes. So we'll see. we'll see what comes up when we talk to Bump. Uh, before we get to bump, though, we want to talk to uh, or want to talk with uh, Roger Sloan, who is uh, PGA Tour, making his second trip around on the PGA Tour after qualifying to the Web.com Tour last year. He was on the tour in 2015, um, lost his card, and said that one of the things he did was he tried to change his golf game when he got here because he didn't think he was hitting it long enough. He didn't think he was hitting it high enough. So you know, it, it wasn't a case of dance, as Lee Trevino used to say, dance mm -hmm. with who brung you, mm -hmm. uh, not realizing that his his what he, what he was doing was already good enough to get him there, so it should be good enough to play on the tour. Uh, so far this year, uh, Rogers had a bit of a mixed bag. He's yep. had uh, missed the cut five times, made the cut four times, had a really good top uh, 12 finish at the Desert Classic where he actually led the tournament in birdies made. So that's a good sign for him. He missed the last two cuts at uh, Farmers and at AT&T Pebble Beach. Um, and one thing I'll tell you about Roger Sloan, he's got the best flow of any golfer on the PGA Tour. Man. Ooh. It's, it's really good. Is it, it's Fleetwood-esque? Yeah, very Ooh. very much. It, a little more groomed oh. than, than Fleetwood-esque. Okay. I think it, I might even give him the nod over wow. Fleetwood. But we didn't mention that, but I did talk to him about a lot of other things. So here's my conversation with Roger Sloan. All right, Roger Sloan uh, coming off a, a week at Pebble Beach. I know it wasn't the finish you were looking for, but overall this season has got to be, I'd say, probably pretty positive in your thinking. Do I have that right? Yeah, um, you know, definitely made traction from the first time, my first go around out on the PGA Tour. Uh, I was a little bit out of gas on, my, on the fall series. I didn't play particularly well in those five events I played there in the fall, but uh, we were able to rest up and uh, been really pleased with uh, how I've played here in the, in the, in the West Coast swing the tournaments that I've been able to get into. Uh, Pebble Beach was obviously wasn't great, but uh, you know that doesn't deter the fact that we're playing great golf, and so I'm looking forward to getting the Florida swing started and uh, kind of getting into the meat of the season here in, in April, May, and June. Uh, you had an eventful uh, start to your round, at one of your rounds at Pebble Beach. Uh, just describe that for us, because it was really quite something. Yeah, you know, not a lot of things went well at Pebble, but I was able to hit one really great shot. Um, it was my second hole. It was hole two at Pebble Beach. Um, 
was a par five. I was 251 yards out, and I hit a flush three wood. I mean, I just I flushed it, probably the best three wood I've ever hit off the ground, and it actually just cut in there, landed on the green, and, and then ended up, ended up rolling into the hole for for a two on a par five, which is an extremely cool feeling. But when it really sunk in was just knowing that at Pebble Beach, one of the most iconic courses um, there ever has been, uh, to make a two on a par five, that was just really something cool, something special that I'll remember for the rest of my life. The fact that it came after double bogey, that helps with the scorecard too, I guess. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's not the way you want to start your round with a double bogey, and you're kind of gloomy, and things haven't been going your way, and then when you make a you know, make a two, and all of a sudden you're back to 100 par through through two holes. Uh, you know, it was it was unique. It was cool. Uh, you know, it was just disappointing. I wasn't able to back it up with a lot more solid play, but nevertheless, I'll just have a memory of that hole for for a long time. How much more comfortable are you this time around compared to your first spin around here in 2015? I mean, it's night and day. Um, you know, a large part is I know a lot of guys out here through my year on the PGA, my first year on the PGA Tour, and then spending three years on the Web.com Tour. You know, a lot of fellow competitors graduate um, up here, so you know, I'm just a lot more familiarity with 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 the competitors that you're spending a lot of time in and around. Uh, you know, the courses that that's a huge factor. You know, I'm playing the courses for a second time around, uh, so you don't have to spend as much time prepping Monday through Wednesday for that. Uh, but it's night and day different. I think my mentality, my approach is a lot different. I've been working with a mental performance coach, and you know, we've gotten things to the point where now I'm able to access my skills more frequently. So I'm I'm really encouraged for the next few months out there, and I you know I really think that we can can do some damage this year. You told me uh, earlier this year that, that one of the big things you did, mistakes you made last time was trying to change your swing or make, go for more distance or height or whatever, but you were trying to do things that instead of just trusting the swing that got you there. It's a little easier to do that now? Yeah, I was a deer in headlights. You know, you, you play junior golf, you're the, the alpha guy. You know, you hit it the furthest, you hit it the, the highest. Then you go play college golf, you're still a little bit of that, but there's a few more talented players. You go play the Canadian Tour, there's there's a handful of great players, but there's still only a select number. And as you work your way up, and when I got on the PGA Tour, now you're with all the alpha dogs. And I got I got trapped into th this idea that I needed to hit it longer and and straighter and higher, just like a Jason Day and and a Justin Rose and all these guys. And I just totally lost sight of how I actually play golf. And uh, so I've spent the better part of two and a half years now just reformulating who I am, my identity as a golfer, trusting in that and, and going out and uh, just, you know, again, accessing the skills that, that I have. It's a hard job, but is it a fun job out there? Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't trade this for anything. I, You know, as disappointing as it is to play poorly last week, in and itself is what's so great about the game is that challenge that it presents itself and, okay, what can we learn from this and how can we make that adjustment because, you know what, next Thursday is a clean slate and it doesn't matter what you did last week or it doesn't matter what you did three weeks ago. You know, it's a new day, it's a new tournament and so that challenge in and of itself is, is what's so great about golf. I mean, you can go from tournament to tournament, you can go from shot to shot. You can hit a poor shot and the very next one, you, you got to put that last one you know, and you know, clear it from the memory banks. You got to focus on that one. So, that challenge in and of itself is what really attracts me to this game. So, uh, I I love it. I love that challenge, and I wouldn't trade what I do for anything. All right. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks, Bob. And there's Roger Sloan. He is an easy guy to cheer for. Uh, he's he's just got so much going for him. Mm -hmm. Nice guy, and I just hope that uh, the good things happen for him. All right. When we come back, we're going to bring in. Bump for a little conversation. TSN golf producer Jamie Riddle will be here when we come back on Golf Talk Canada. 
This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Only 30 minutes from downtown Toronto with flexible membership packages and one of Canada's top 100 golf courses. Cedar Bray is the place to be. Visit cedarbraygolf.com for more information. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increase stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Mark Sacchino not with us on this Saturday morning. He is down at the Genesis Open getting ready for the restart of round two. Apparently he's dried off. He's uh, yeah. been put in the dryer mm -hmm. and uh, got himself a little bit warmed up. Hot sure. shower. And sure, a good night's sleep last night in the hot shower. Maybe a glass of two of the, the Rouge <laughs> would go beyond his schedule last night. Um, speaking of schedules, here's a guy who makes all sorts of schedules for us here at Golf uh, on TSN. It's our producer. He's Jamie Rydell, but we love to call him Bump. Good morning, Bump. Good morning, Run. Oh, Kelly? my. Hello, What's Bump. <laughs> What's going on here? How are you? Good, good. I thought you actually Did said you Runt. Did you say that Mark's in the ringer? Mark's in the ringer. That's right. <laughs> What's the ringer? He is a ringer when he plays golf. <laughs> he never seems to lose. It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> we were going to talk to you about a bunch of things, but nothing in particular. Have you got anything on your mind? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I have nothing on my mind. Great. We were Saturday uh, morning. What do you think about uh, what do you think about this leaderboard here? You got Justin Thomas Great. and Adam Scott, and you got Jordan Spieth. You got John Rahm. You got Keegan Bradley. I mean, good golf courses usually bring out good players, yes. right? But uh, Justin Thomas yesterday, he was on fire. Yeah, he was on fire. You know, you know, what I was impressed with yesterday was Adam Scott. Mm -hmm. His putting stroke has greatly improved. Yes. Um, so that, I have him in one of my pools this, uh, this year, so I hope he does well. But, uh, you it's know, all always all the, the leaderboard here. is going to be that good because the course is soft and receptible and Ball guys hand. are able to go at the, st at the flag sticks. And, mm -hmm. and you know, these guys are just, you know, they, it's what you want. It's actually what it's actually better for the, for the viewer anyways. You want these guys up there. I agree 100%. Uh, Jordan Spieth yesterday with some putting signs of life. Yes, finally. Yeah. Finally, and uh, you, you know, we're just waiting. You guys know this. We we're just waiting for this to happen. He wasn't going to stay like this forever. Um, he's too good. So, mm -hmm. you know, the signs have been there all year. I think. I think you guys would agree with that. That, yep. mm -hmm. um, and it's just a matter of him putting it together. And you know, he's going to have a long day today. Um, but he's in a good spot. But he's chasing good players. So, um, you know, if JT keeps swinging the way he was. Yeah. Wow, he, he's always tough to beat when he's on his game, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's hard. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to pick out exactly what's going on when you have some guys who've played, you know, deep into their second right. round. Some guys aren't even mm -hmm. teed off on their second round. A guy like Adam Hadwin, for instance, three hundred sixty-eight. Right. Uh, he's tied for twenty-third, but but who knows what's going what he's going to be like when he gets exactly. through his second round, right? Um, and again, like they, those guys had, I don't know what the course is going to be like today. It rained again, right? So uh, hopefully, it's still receptive for those players. Um, because that later, those later groups have obviously gotten, you know, not necessarily the better weather, but the better golf course to attack. Sure, yeah. softer conditions. Uh, Tiger Woods, uh, boy, that putter was <laughs> ugly, wasn't it? <laughs> Whose was worse, him or Rory? Ooh. I don't know. They were both pretty bad yesterday. Tiger's was pretty, pretty bad, bad. I got to say. Th yeah, the 
I remember your tweet, Skelly. I just I looked at that. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. He did miss that many. Yeah, that was, it was ugly. It, it, it was ugly. Yeah, I don't know. This course just he just never does well in this course. I don't know what it is. Um, it's just weird, right? That, and and every uh, every putt he missed yesterday was right. It was always a push, yeah. and and they weren't like just missing. They were, like, they, were yeah, t- they were they weren't touching the hole. Yeah, and which which past is the hole. Yeah, which is a little bit scary. Well, at least Rory has some competition on who had a worse putting day. Because, <laughs> yeah, I suppose. You know, like, you know, he was bad, too. Um, that feature group, thank God for Justin Thomas. But, I but, mean, you know, for Tiger, the one long putt he did make was with the pin in from 43 right. feet for Eagle. So maybe he should just go full Adam Scott and full Bryson know, and, just, exactly. and just go all Look the time. Adam Scott's improvement. Yeah. You yeah. know, put the pin in, Tiger. It was interesting. So this event I was at uh, earlier in the week, we had Roger Sloan, Nick Taylor, Adam Hadwin, and Matt Kuchar. And I asked them all, I said, you know, the most the most pressing question for the start of the year is, are you an innie or an outie? <laughs> <laughs> and, and not one of them had like a def- definitive theory. And they sort of said, there's only a couple of guys who really do. Adam Scott, obviously being one. Bryson yeah. DeChambeau is another guy right. who's one. Um, Cooch was kind of saying that he, f- he thinks... It's going to slow play down oh, considerably, yeah. and I agree with him. I think that there's there's too many guys here now. You know, if the pin's already out, Cooch said, I'll, I'll putt with it out. If the pin's in, I'll putt with it in. He didn't really right. care that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the guys who are being definitive about it, he seems to think are, are pretty slow. I mean, Adam Scott's a pretty deliberate player to begin with, even yeah. before this rule change. Same right. with Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson, so it yeah. seems like some of the guy, the deep thinker guys are going to cause a little bit more of a slowdown with their uh, their choices on the pin. Well, when you struggle, when you struggle with that a part of that game, like Adam Scott does, you know he's going to think about it a little bit more than his than his swing, right? Like right. he he's got one of the best swings around, one of the smoothest looking swings around. Mm-hmm. But he's always that putter's always been a problem with him, and you know when it's that much of a problem, you're going to take a little bit longer. But you know, I'd you know I'd have to read Bryson DeChambeau's research <laughs> on the cor of a flagstick. <laughs> Oh, uh, to see, but like I just, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. I wouldn't think, but yeah, it's you it, know, it, it's, it's got to be mental for some of the guys. I, I know right. Nick Nick Faldo said that you know Adam Scott says that, you know when when he was a child he would go and just putt to the pin, and when he was a little kid and putt those right. little flag sticks. Uh, one guy we did mention earlier was Matt Kuchar. Uh, what did you think of the uh, off course uh, caddy uh, alligator arms uh, being a little cheap there from uh, Matt Kuchar? Like, like a lot of these guys are cheap. We know this. <laughs> Like Tiger's notoriously the cheapest guy around, which is crazy. Yeah. From 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 what we hear, I don't have any personal, I don't have any direct intel, but what you hear is what you hear. But yeah. I've always been, you know, should you know whatever he should have done, but that's between him and the caddy for me. I, I just think this whole story has been blown out of proportion, and I don't believe if the media would have even done anything with it that this caddy wouldn't even said a word. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kept getting steamed. Like this was in November. Yeah. Four months ago. I know. Like, it, you know, he, you know, again, if I sign a deal with a guy who's going to fix my kitchen, he comes in, this is going to cost this, this, and this. There's no, like, oh, I, if, if he does it for less, I'm not saving money. He charges me what he charges me. Mm-hmm. Like, either a, a written deal was signed, or well, it wasn't a signed. Verbal, they verbal agreed deal. to a deal in principle. Yep. And it is what it is. Like, what if he would have... Like again, only because you wonder, we talking about this. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and, yeah. 
And I just I, I think it's overblown. I think it's I, I think to quote Donald Trump, it's fake news. Wow, <laughs> wow, boy, there we have it. The first quoting Donald Trump on but, but it, it's the second mention of Donald Trump today in our it show. It is, yeah, Donald is Trump. It? Yeah, Donald Trump had a had a simulator put into the White House, which a golf simulator, so he can he can hit so, some balls in the winter. Oh yeah, but that's but but it's not the first one. He's actually replacing an older one that Obama had in there. <laughs> Really? So how about that's that? There you go. That's good news. <laughs> good for him. He's not going to waste his time on the court. Well, well are they still in a shutdown? No. Oh, he's got time on his hands. <laughs> uh, but, but getting back to Kuchar, you know, Kuchar yeah. is one of the smartest guys you'll ever meet. He's he's mm-hmm. a very, very intelligent man. And and I think, I'm wondering if he was maybe, well, I couldn't have been insulated from it because they were cheering, you know, they were heckling him at, at Waste Management. Yeah. They were heckling him apparently at, at Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, I think in the end, this is what he did to whether you agree with it or not. It's it's what he did to try and end the uh, the con- controversy. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, somebody said on Twitter that you know if he would have done this a month ago, then this uh, everything would have been saved. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever his, his reputation, if he even cares about it. Like I don't, I just don't know if his reputation is taking really that much of a hit. Like, does he actually care? Right. Yeah. He, you he, know, he, like, he's made so much dough. Yeah. Like it. I just you know again. I, you know, caddies work hard, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I it was a deal that was a deal is a deal. Like what a, you know, there was no. I'm going to give you 10 percent of my winnings. If right. you finished 30th and made 10 grand, you know, I, I just, you know, he he ended up giving. He he did, I guess, the right thing. But I just think this was overblown, and I don't think it would have even been if it wasn't tweeted. Who was it? Was it Tom Gillis Tom who Gillis. started this? Yep. Mm-hmm. Tom Gillis right? got a tip. That's right. If that tweet wouldn't have started, it started something that was that is now erupted into everything. And mm-hmm. I think I've, I've been I've been like this is a non-news story at all. Mm-hmm. Like I just it, I I don't think you know whatever he that's between him and the caddy. It's not between us and the caddy. Yep. And him, you know, like whatever he decided, whatever the deal was, and players, everybody's got their opinion, but in the end, it, the deal was struck at the beginning of the week. So I wrote a, I wrote a column on uh, TSN.ca about it and uh, uh, tweeted out the link to it this morning. And, and the tweets I'm getting back are like almost split 50-50. Mm. Some yeah. guys are saying, calling him a cheapskate. Some guys are saying he had a deal in the place. So it's uh, it's going to be an interesting to see how long it keeps going yeah. and to see uh, see what the, the fallout is, if any, for, for Yeah, Matt like Kuchar. hopefully it's done now, right? Like I was following yesterday and there are some funny, there are <laughs> some really funny tweets. <laughs> and if you you could check it out, like anybody, check it out. There were some funny tweets. Uh-huh. Someone said but Matt Kuchar was... said someone said Matt Kuchar should pay for the wall and uh, keep caddies from coming into America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible. It oh, was, it's bad. It's it's just you know I feel bad for Kuch a little bit because he's he's always been good to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I just think it's overblown. I think this whole thing's been overblown. Well, another uh, veteran uh, who's who's also a, a multi-winner uh, this year, or it's not a multi-winner, another winner this year, I should say, uh, is Phil Mickelson, who he went on to win last week at Pebble Beach. It was sort of an interesting scene on Sunday when he thought they could keep playing and play two holes in six minutes and a- end up winning on, on the Monday. What did you think of, A, that, that situation, and, and B, you know, Phil coming out on top uh, yet again? Well, Phil, uh, Phil played great. Yeah. Um, you know, he always plays great. He usually plays great there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's amazing what he did. You know, it's 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 what this day and age is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, guys with his sort of swing 
has longevity. Yep. Like he really hasn't had a ton of injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Just the femur, like and when he was young, he's, he's yeah. been pretty healthy the whole way, and he hasn't lost length. Mm-hmm. And he's still he's still Phil Mickelson. He's still good. Um, who's who's going to be what he says? Him and Tiger could have a good year. Yeah. Good who's year. who's more likely to win a major first, Tiger or Phil? Ooh. Ooh. Wow. I'm going to say Phil. Wow, mm, going out there. I think you're probably I'm gonna right. I'm going to say Phil because. I see form in him right now, and I don't with Tiger yet. Phil is putting unbelievably well. Yeah. He's got the third yeah. best putting average on the PGA Tour this year. Yeah, and 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 he doesn't he hasn't lost any distance with he's gained distance, tee, right? Like he's yeah, right. He's like these guys are gaining distance. It's like you know, again, you can play now until you're you know, what is he forty eight? Yep. Yeah, he's and he, the first two majors are Augusta and Pebble. Right. Well, you know, I guess that's good for Tiger. It's good for Tiger too, but. You know, if I had to pick right now, I'd pick Phil because I actually the I first two majors. Actually, the first yes. two majors are, uh, are Augusta, oh, sorry, Beth Page. Beth Page. Mm-hmm. But he's been runner up for, twice at Bethpage. Page. So. Still good for Phil. Yeah, and still good for Tiger. Well, and, 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 and uh, Jr. You mentioned there uh, Phil's um, tee shots. Uh, he, he's gained since the fifteen sixteen season. Of course, technology does have a, a, right. a role in this, but yes. he has gained twenty three yards of average That's carry crazy, with man. his driver in the last four years. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. It, it, it is technology. Silly. There's no question. It's yeah. technology. Um, but wow, like that keeps him in the game. You mm-hmm. still got to swing. You still yep. got to swing. Yeah. Uh, listen, Bump. Thank you for stopping by on a Saturday morning. I know it's a busy day because you're a busy dance dad. Yeah. And uh, uh, in about an hour. Okay. Well, get crazy. those get those girls uh, get their toes a tapping. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> whatever they do, whatever you do as a dance dance. Now, uh, but before we let you go, uh, yeah. we, we have a poll out there on, on the Twitter sphere. I'm not sure if you've seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, so, so Bob tweeted out, um, what should we call Bump's segment on Golf Talk Canada? We have oh. Tee Off with Bump, we have Our Boy Bump, and we have I'm Bumping. Do you like have I'm any bumping. inclination here? Are you, uh, I like you... I'm Bumping. I'm Bumping? <laughs> Yeah. That's what I voted for too. Okay, I like that one. Well, I, right now, Pop, right now it's in third goes place. Into Puffy a little bit too much, so <laughs> goes to Puffy a bit. Yeah, our boy. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And How about Weirzy though? Weirzy's playing great. Weirzy's yeah. playing great good for him. That's good yeah. stuff. See him playing consistently, and then now starting to have some scores to follow that up. Yep. That's good. He's always been good. So good stuff. All right, Bump. Listen, thanks. Uh, we got to get out of here and right. uh, have yourself a lovely day. And we will uh, check in with you again very, very soon. All right, so long. You guys too. Thanks All for right. having me on. See you guys. Yep. And there's lots more ahead as we get back here to the final segment on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Addy Power Forged. Increased stability exactly where you need it. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we wrap up another show here with our final segment. We're going to take a look at some of the leaderboards and what's going on in the world of golf a soggy pga tour there's some some other golf though all over the world um mr scully why don't you start us off yeah so let's start off with that soggy uh, genesis open which is set to restart if you're listening live in 12 minutes at 10 eastern time 
Um, Justin Thomas and Adam Scott are your co-leaders right now, 10 under par apiece. Uh, J.B. Holmes, who also had a hole-in-one yesterday mm. uh, in his first round. Uh, he shot an 8 under 63 in his first round. He's one shot off the lead. Of course, Tiger Woods, nine shots off the lead. Adam Hadwin, who joined us earlier in the show, he's seven shots off the lead. He's teeing off his second round uh, in approximately an hour and 40-ish minutes. So it's going to be a long day of golf today in L.A. All right. On the web.com tour, the Lacombe Open, Sun, Lacombe Con, Sun Class. Let's try that again. Lacombe Suncoast Classic mm-hmm. is being played in Lakewood Ranch, Florida. JT Griffin and Maverick McNeely are the leaders at 16 under par. As far as Canadians are concerned, though, the big story Mike Weir, who is six shots back after a 66 68 opening. This is Mike's best 36 hole start to a tournament for about five years. Mm-hmm. So good for Mike to see him up there. He's not the only Canadian, though, who is uh, going to play on the weekend. Michael Gligic, who won last year, rallied. He shot 72 the first round, then a silky little 5-under 67 Ooh. in round two to make the cut on the number. Not advancing, however. Ryan Yip, uh, Brad Fritch, and Alvin Choi. Chubb Classic PGA Tour champion Stephen Ames, Canadian, tied for the lead after the first round on Friday, 8-under 63, tied with Sandy Lyle after one round. Jay Haas, one shot off the lead. Of note as well, John Daly withdrew. Uh, the LPGA is play, making their second stop in uh, down under in Australia. Nelly Korda has a three-shot lead so far through three rounds. They've actually finished up through three rounds over Haru Nomura. And uh, there's a couple other players, three other players at eight under and at six under par, just six shots back in a tie for ninth place. There she is, Elena Sharp, who had a uh, almost a hole-in-one. We yes. have a theme of hole-in-ones, but she had an almost <laughs> hole-in-one. Uh, Jacqueline Lee also made the cut. She is tied for 30th spot as well. Uh, unfortunately, on the weekend, not playing uh, AC Tange and Brittany Marchand. On the European Tour, the ISPS World Six uh, Super Six here, uh, there's some match play going on right now. I will let you know. It's, it, it is a very confusing uh, <laughs> way, way, way it's all laid out. But Thomas Peters is the most noteworthy name uh, still in it as well. Paul Dunn, who had quite a run, quite a run at the 2015 Open Championship as an amateur uh, before not having a great Sunday, is also uh, in contention as well. So they're they're playing the Super Sixes down there, which is essentially they played some stroke play. The quality qualified into six hole matches mm-hmm. and after the six holes if they're tied there's they go into like a, a, a quick playoff mm-hmm. and it's uh, this is the one where they i think at first started using the shot clock and they right. had the big uh openings like like oh with, with the music, music the walk, and yeah, everything yeah, and, yep. and things like that so it's kind of interesting to to follow it's a little confusing at first if you're not mm-hmm. quite understanding exactly how it's going but as you said thomas peters uh is a guy who's Perhaps the best known here. It's not a tournament where a ton of the bigger names play. Paul Dunn, remember uh-huh. him at yep. the British Open yep. a few years ago, the Open Championship, yep. excuse me, a few years ago. So he's still in there as well. But uh, most of our eyes around here will be focused on the Genesis Open, uh, I think, anyway, with a great leaderboard. I mean, look at that. Justin Thomas, it's, Adam it's Scott, a great leader. Holmes. Yeah, it's a great Bradley leaderboard. Rome. Uh, so far, and, and there's just so much golf to play. So, you know, as we mentioned earlier, it's sort of, we don't even know what the cut's going to be. Like, if it, it's, as of now, there was a 0% chance of rain. So, you know, when they say zero, let's <laughs> let's hope they're right. Until <laughs> there's about right. a 20% chance a little later in the afternoon. But I see uh, on uh, Sunday there's a little more probability of yeah, coming in, right? Yeah, and it, they've had some unlucky uh, weather spells on the PGA Tour this year with the hail last week at Boy, Pebble. It's been, uh, it's been a weird, weird year weather-wise on the PGA Tour. It's always a little bit dicey over there. And, of course, after this, they start to move back 
over to Florida. Go, yeah, some Florida swings over there, and, and not to say that you don't get rain in Florida, but yeah. it seems like there's better weather over there. Yeah, and and you know, obviously Tiger Woods is off in about uh, eight minutes. If you're listening live now, he has six holes remaining. Uh, he had 34 putts in his first round. He had four three putts, tying the most of his career. So struggling with the flat stick. Who knows? Maybe he'll come out uh, for his third round later today with uh, the TaylorMade Ardmore putter again. Who knows? It's funny how he said last year, he basically repeated the same thing this year. They said, why do you not do well on this golf course? He says, he says I love the course. It mm-hmm. fits my eye. The holes are great, and I just play awful. Yeah. He can't figure it out himself. He has no Strange. clue as to why. I mean, this is the kind of course he grew up on. He grew up not very far away yeah. from this golf course. He played this as his first PGA Tour start way back mm-hmm. 27 years ago. And he's just he's played this tournament 12 times, and he's never won it, which is the most of any tournament he's played yeah. on the PGA Tour, which just mind-boggling, mm-hmm. actually, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy, but, uh, you know, he's played with Justin Thomas, who's made this game look pretty darn easy through the first uh, 30 or the all 30 holes they played yesterday. Uh, we'll see if, uh, you know, who, who comes out on top later this weekend. I'm interested to see Adam Hadwin. He's had some good uh, finishes here. He was tied for six a year yeah. ago with this tournament, and he likes this golf course uh, very much. He likes the classic kind of shot makers, because that's what he is. He's not a, a power player by any means. Mm-hmm. It's not that he's short. But he's definitely never going to be a guy who's going to overpower a golf course. So he likes this kind of a golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty decent round in round one, tied for 23rd right at the moment. But he only had the one bogey, uh, sort of a consistent round. As he said in that interview that we ran earlier in the show, you know, his his big push this year is to try and make the bad rounds better or yep. play better when he doesn't have his best stuff, mm-hmm. which is what he did the last two rounds at Pebble Beach last week, one at Monterey and that one at Pebble Beach on Sunday where he just kind of grinded out and finishes in the top inside the top 20 instead of inside the top 40. Big push for him, though, to get from 58 in the world ranking to 50 or better before the Masters. Do you yep. think he can do it? I, I have a faith with him, and as you know, as, as uh, if that putter you know, heats up again, he's one of the best putters on tour. Uh, let's see what he can do later today at the Genesis Open. All right, you're going to stick around. Uh, I'll be here all day at TSN. I can't wait. Watching some golf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for this week on uh, Golf Talk Canada. Mark Zucchino will be back next week with lots of stories, I'm sure, from the Genesis Open. You'll hear from him and lots more uh, as Golf Talk Canada will be back one week from today. We'll talk to you then. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca.